beautiful people of Spotify and YouTube. Hello. How are you all doing today? Are you expecting them to answer right now? Well, you can write it down. <laughs> um, yes. I hope you're all doing well and you're having a good week and that you're enjoying the summer what time summer? oh it's summertime okay it's okay <laughs> what are we talking today about identity crisis sorry <laughs> my brain is lagging <laughs> my brain is having an identity crisis it's believing to be internet explorer oh <laughs> come on go faster Yes, so identity crisis, I think it's like such a, it's like the best thing that could ever happen to me, but at the same time, it's like the worst thing that could have happened. Like, especially like if you're mixed or you are living in a country that is not um, your country. Well, I don't know if it's not your country, but if it's like if you are, you was, were ra raised in one country and then you move to another country, I think you have identity crisis. Well, especially if the country that you come from and the country that you're settling in have two different culture culture yeah cultures because i find that if you go to a similar place it wouldn't be that bad i think if i go to the u.s i would still have the u.s is simple it's, it's like a place on its own <laughs> but let's say we go to europe you wouldn't have that much of a you would Depending on the countries, like I don't think if I go to England, I would have that much of a difference, except for the accent. You would have the same difference as you would here. Oh yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, like me, no way, living in Canada my whole life. If I go to England, it wouldn't be that big of a difference. I think it would be. Anyways, what do you think? Okay, <laughs> then let's say I go to Australia. Yeah, you would have. They have like a whole. You have you. They have like a whole different set of uh, values, cultures, uh, lifestyle. It's like a whole different world compared already of you, like from you living in Canada, but also from your Arab side. Yeah, from my Arab side, I'm not talking about my Arab side. My Arab side is already like whatever, but it's mostly like my uh, Canadian side. I find. I don't no. know. Let us know what you believe in the comments or on our Instagram and we'll have a little discussion. But for now, my name is Sophia. And I'm Mirna. And you're listening to the Tea Lounge podcast. And we're watching it. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was a bit too quick. <laughs> so what is identity crisis? I googled it just to have like a precise definition and not like blubber anything or my personal beliefs so an identity crisis is defined as a period of uncertainty or confusion in a person's life mm -hmm. so the crisis occurs when a person's sense of identity becomes insecure or unstable which is why like i guess mixed people have it more often because they're like am i this am i that am i like who am i like Anyways, <laughs> and then an identity crisis usually occurs when there's a change in a person's life. So whenever like there's something new, then like the you change you yourself, change a little yeah. bit, yeah. And it can happen at any time, at any age. Like we usually, like I would believe, like I used to believe that it happens only when like you're younger and you're trying to find yourself. But it can happen at any given age. Yeah. Which is um, which is interesting. Well, it's not even just that. Just like you said, it, it depends on what happens in your life. Yeah. So I find that if you yourself you marry someone outside of your culture, you may be hit with like yeah, an identity crisis. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, you know, especially when you start to to adopt their their language, their dialect, their way did of you, speaking. Did you notice that with your mom? Because right now, my mom, I feel like my mom is more like Moroccan sometimes than she's Belarusian. No, my mom still has her roots, I find. She has her roots. Because like, when like, she gets pissed, she, she, she gets pissed sometimes. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> no, but getting pissed is like something, especially like my like my mom. I don't know if you heard, but like Russians have like a very beautiful set of insults ready to go. And it's not like my mom, like, you can, ins if you insult her in any language, she doesn't care because she's like, whatever. But you just like tell her like a little thing in Russian. She's going to like come my at dad, you. My dad is like that. Like the, the, the insults are like so like yeah, deep. It's, yeah, it's the the weight of those uh, and it's so original so like there's they have like so like like different variation of the same insult and it's like it's so beautiful so when obviously when she's mad like she goes into russian mode no matter what and like whatever but on a day-to-day -day basics basis i feel like she's very like arab and like even like sometimes she would talk on the phone and the person that she's talking to would believe that she's Arab because of her accent mm. or like even on in the store like they, like sometimes if there's like a salesman that is Arab he's gonna approach my mom and he's gonna be like oh are you like you're Arab where you're from and then he, and she's like no I'm not Arab she is like me and my brother but I'm not <laughs> so but I feel like yeah like she got like so much stuff out of the Arab uh, culture that like I think maybe like she would have like a little identity crisis on her hands. But I find that everybody that immigrates and settles into a, a new country, yeah. they, they go through that. So, yeah, like who are we? Are we, especially, okay, for example, you settle here in Quebec, so you're, you're like, are you Canadian? Or are you still from wherever country that you came from? But even here in can in Canada, like you can have like a little culture shock because Quebec is so different from the rest of Canada. But I find each province has its own like history and yeah. set of cultures and everything. But Quebec is like even it's yeah, because we're the oldest. Because <laughs> huh? we're the oldest. But not just that. Like the like we're the only ones who speak French. We're the only ones like from our history well i don't know the history of like the rest of canada but all like just the way that like the 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 language fight and the colonization that happened made us like very different from the rest of canada yeah i mean the whole quebec is already having an identity crisis yeah the whole history so, is about identity crisis <laughs> are we english speakers or are we french speakers yeah. we're french speakers but so it's already different. And like even us, we would have like debates. Are, like, are you Quebecer or Canadian? Yeah, because, so, yeah, because Quebec wants to separate so yeah, much. But exactly. So here it's like very already very different from the rest. But on top of that, if you come from like if you are mixed, like you, for example, have something half Quebecer, you already have like a step over. Like you're already like a step deeper in the crisis department and then if you're com like emigrating completely from yeah, a different country leave, from no if someone a, a country I'm pretty sure if i leave if i go to ontario or british columbia or whatever i'll be totally lost i don't think so i don't think so because i consider myself canadian not quebecer but what is canadian Canadian is just a melting pot of tons and tons of cultures. Yeah, but there, I feel like they're more like, I don't know, the rest of Canada, I feel is more um, accepting of other cultures than Quebec is. And it's hard here I because really I feel like in Montreal, it's different. We have like a different perception, but like I've just been in like Quebec, let's say all Quebecers. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't really talk for the other, like, other provinces. Maybe Ontario, they're fine, but I don't know. If you go to, like, random places. I don't know. I've always, like, seen myself as Canadian. Like, when I, like, when I identify yeah, myself. Yeah, but still, let's say I go to New Brunswick, for example, yeah. and they speak French, you know, but they won't speak the same way as I do. Yeah, you know they have their own set of way of speaking. They have their own sets of curses also. So like, if I curse in front of them, they're gonna be like, okay, like she's a bucker, <laughs> you know. So yeah. But um, tell me, um, when did you feel your first identity crisis? 
I feel like it's in high school because I went to a Muslim school and um, yeah I don't know people were a lot say they were saying a lot how oh you're different from us because you're half Quebecer mm-hmm. but I was raised in a very Arab Muslim household so I didn't really feel the Quebec Mm-hmm. much well mm-hmm. I didn't really like I wasn't conscious of it until they they were saying oh you're so different and whatnot but I don't see it how I was that different um but like I don't know that's when I realized okay and the more you know like I grew up the more I realized okay yeah maybe it is like I, I am different maybe because the people that I was talking to, the girls that I was with in the classroom, um, like the Lebanese mostly, were more like snobbish, more like, you know, the Lebanese stereotype. And I was not like that at all. So I was like, okay, maybe I but am even different. Like, even like your cousins, you're different from your cousins. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and also when I realized it's also, um, but I never really, okay, when I was younger, I would sleep over at my aunt's house and you know like I would always you know in the morning she would ask okay what breakfast would you like and I would tell her oh like I don't know like just a toast with like peanut butter or Nutella or whatever but then she would give me pita sandwich with Nutella (laughs) or peanut butter but I never realized I was like okay that's weird but then when I grew up and when those people at school were telling me I'm different because I'm half Quebecer. I asked my mom, I'm like, mom, why is that every time I ask for a toast, they give me a pita bread? <laughs> and my mom was like, because Arabs don't have toast. That's a Canadian thing. Like, that's a, an American yeah. uh, thing. And I was like, what? And then <laughs> I realized when I went to my grandmother's house, like my uncle's house and whatnot, they don't have toast. They yeah. have pita. Yeah. That's it. Whereas in my house, we have toast and pita. Yeah. You know? And pita is like for sandwiches and mm-hmm. like, you know, eat Arabic food with the pita and yeah. whatnot. Not just to put like a peanut butter and jam in your freaking pita instead of a toast. <laughs> it freaked me out so much. Even when I asked for a grilled cheese. <laughs> like, no, no. Like, I want my craft fake plastic cheese like with my buttered toast yeah. on the pan no they would give you like mozzarella stri- sticks in the pita bread roll it and oh. put it on the panini thing and i'm like it's super good i love it but that's not a che- that's not a grilled cheese yeah <laughs> that's not a grilled cheese that's a cheese sandwich not the same thing because my mom makes it too you know yeah. but like we don't call it grilled cheese because if yeah. i ask for a grilled cheese i'll have the actual grilled cheese yeah you know but so it's like stuff like that or when I realized also that I'm the only household that have pure maple syrup mm-hmm. and everybody has like the fake sugary syrup yeah. I was like okay you know especially when I asked oh yeah yeah I'm down for like waffles and syrup and then they would put you like fake syrup and I was like what is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the, you the, yeah that kind of little changes or even when I would sleep over at my grandmother's, okay, my grandmother's, she would be like, okay, yeah, you know, like, what breakfast would you like? Like, oh, I'm down for eggs and everything. Okay. If she prepares the table, we're going to have eggs, labne, cheese, olives, mm-hmm. zatar, and everything. But if I ask for my mom, like, yeah, I want eggs, I'm going to have eggs, toast, sa- sausages, beans, whatever. So I'm like, mm, different types of breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's stuff like that that you know like i kind of realized oh that's that's different yeah we don't have the same but did you have like a like did you ever had like a reaction to it like within yourself like when you you're sitting with yourself and thinking of yourself like do you have a like preference or a debate onto if you're more quebecer or you're more lebanese when i was younger yes but now i know that i'm like pretty like half half yeah um like if i remove religion you know like Mm -hmm. the values the quebec quebecer values versus lebanese values i i took 
in my opinion, what's best of each. And that's mm-hmm. what I, um, that's how I forged my own identity. But I don't know, because, you know, like, for example, in Lebanese culture, well, in Arab culture is very family oriented. Mm-hmm. That I kept. But all this superficial thing, all this um, etiquette or a thing like, oh, yeah, I'm better than you because I have a diploma and you don't. Or mm-hmm. I have a better job and you don't. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I don't care. That's more of a Quebecer thing. Quebec Quebecers don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly like as long as you're happy. And they also value uh, Quebec is, is really more... Um, it's they, they focus on individuality mm-hmm. you know which is why it's not that much family oriented but in the individuality thing they really tend to focus on your independence and your own happiness and really taking taking care of your own self which i like um whereas in the arab culture it's always like yeah but you need to think about others oh but you need to think no, let me like, let me be okay. Like I can think about ev- I can't think about everyone every time, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. When I was younger, it was very annoying because, like I said, people would say like, "Oh, you're too white for me," or mm-hmm. like when I went to a public school, they would tell me, "Oh, you're too Arab," and I'm like, "What? How is this possible?" I don't know. But. Yeah. Yeah. So me too. It's it's mostly at school when I was growing up, and me, it's like. Because I already have like two different cultures, like yeah. half Arab, half Slavic, Slavic, um, and those two, the they're already like very different from one another. And then I came here, and that's like a third culture completely. Um, but I like I've had I've had like big identity crises, <laughs> like in different parts of my life. Because I remember. Like when we arrived to Morocco, because I lived in Morocco for a few years, when we arrived there, like I was a hundred percent Belarusian. Like I did not speak Arabic. I did not know about like anything diff, like anything other than like Belarusian culture, food, all that. Um, so for me, like already going to Morocco, it was like such a it's a Whoa. shock, yeah. And it's not just that, but it's also because Belarusians, well, Europeans in general have smaller families. And now, like, I came from a household where there was, like, my grandparents, my aunt, uncle, co- one cousin, two cousins, that's it, to, like, a Moroccan family where my dad has, like, nine brothers and sisters with all their kids grandparents and usually like also like in belarus they all live like separately here like i arrive in morocco they all live in the same building i know i don't understand that (laughs) see this is this is something that i like about quebecers you know like you can make your own little family your own little life apart from your from the rest yeah of your family because even like even if those that like moved away they still like moved away like close by in front of the of, uh, the building in front of your building <laughs> yeah so they're always like all together but i don't I, like that uh, honestly like coming from that like to moving to canada at first like when i was there i was like okay like because you get basically raised by the whole family and yes. everyone is like coming to you like giving their advice and like how like They're my mom solicited advice my mom would hate that so I hate much it. and i see it i see it with the kids with the my cousin's kids like my aunt will say something my yeah. my my uncle will say something i'm like dude the parents are right here yeah stop talking yeah my mom also hated that but like that's just how it was and like but going from that to after that coming to Canada and having no one, no family, it's also like not a nice experience. Like I would have liked having family more yeah. often around, but like, okay, like not necessarily in the same street, living in the same street as exactly. me or something, but still like be able to like go and visit and like yes. have family dinners and everything and something that I didn't have once we arrived here. But uh, just to go back um like all my life i think also because like when we moved to canada we 
moved into a low-income neighborhood and it was like a lot of Hispanics and a lot of black people. So I didn't have a connection to a lot of Arabs and white people. Mm. But because I was close to my mom, my identity was around my mom's identity. So the Belarusian identity, like I yeah. was a lot more closer to, to that culture. I would like, I would speak, I speak better Russian than Arabic. I, I like, I dress more European than uh, Arab. Um, like I, I wouldn't go like and wear my jalab outside, like for example, like, oh my God, I, see, no, like, no, I would, I wish I could, but I would, if I come, if I have the guts to do it, I would. <laughs> do you understand how comfortable wearing abaya is? Yeah. It is so nice. You just throw on the abaya and you just go on with your day. Yeah. Have... But you could, you really could. You want me to teach at school with the abaya It's on? like a dress. It's like a dress. You want me, you want me to have, <laughs> to force Lego to put, to put on a new law? <laughs> but it's a dress and you're not covering no, your hair. No, because, okay, um, when I went, when I was in Medina, okay, we were, ta- there's like this uh, French girl that started talking to us and she was telling us that, um, you know, like in France, it's way more crazy than in Quebec. You're not allowed to wear hijab, you're not allowed, she just wore like a, a normal dress, yeah. not even a abaya, like a regular dress, mm-hmm. like long dress. And they were like, no, you're, you're still enforcing like Islam and everything are not allowed. I was like, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Pardon. So she graduated like high school and then that's it. She, she stopped. Like she couldn't, she's a niqabi. She can't like, she can't, she removed her veil to finish school. Mm-hmm. And then she stopped. She's like, screw this. I'm not going to go to uni. I'm not going to go. And what did she do? She, I think she opened her own business. Yeah, that's the only way. Like, what do you want to do then? Anyways, yeah, no, it's crazy. It's... Yeah. <laughs> but I have a friend. I met uh, I met this girl, okay? She's a social worker here in yeah. Quebec, in Montreal. And she wears her, her jilbab. Yeah. Jilbab with khimar and everything and she goes to work but it's so nice that's why it's so nice here because even though you can have a little identity crisis because you, you like not everyone around you look like you but it's still like more acceptable and people are more open-minded to that okay they're open-minded into your face maybe like behind closed doors gonna i don't be care about else. this behind closed doors but like up until the moment that like it, like they're nice to you like face to face that's like that's, that's already nice, like nice yeah. because in France you would have like a very different experience but yeah so anyways so go going back to the subject again yeah. <laughs> um so up to like I like up to the moment I finished high school actually no one knew that I was half Arab almost no one knew that I was half Arab and no one knew that I was Muslim yeah you didn't you don't you did not look Muslim at yeah. all well, I didn't even know when I met you. I didn't know that you were Arab. You don't look Arab. Like, no one knew. And, like, because I was so, like... Like, in my head, I was Belarusian. Like, more than it. anything. Yeah. More than anything. And the Arab side... Because I didn't have Arab friends. Like, I didn't have Arab mm. friends, but I didn't have Moroccan friends. And the, my only Moroccan connection was my family. And they lived in Morocco. So, I'm like... You're it's too far to away. Yeah. What, what do you want me to do? Like, it's not uh, the once a week that we're talking that's going to make me feel more Moroccan. Even though, like, when I talk with them, like, I do feel Moroccan. Like, I, like, I speak Moroccan. Like, I understand the jokes. We, like, we're very, like, close. But it's still not something that would make me believe that, like, would make me feel deep down that I am Moroccan. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I told people that, like, in because in my last year of high school that's when i was like starting like to think about wearing the headscarf and toying with the idea and i remember because like there's a few people that knew that i was muslim and some were like okay yeah that's nice but i remember some people were like why would you even wear the headscarf like what's the point why and i'm like um because i'm muslim and they were like what you're muslim i thought you were russian I'm like, you can be both. Yeah, one is a nationality, yeah. the other one is a religion. Yeah, you can be both. And so, anyways, and then I started wearing the headscarf, and that's when actually I got a lot closer with my Moroccan roots. 
because first of all, I made more Moroccan friends and Arab friends in general, not just Moroccan, but like I was closer to that part of my culture. And also um, people forced me basically to be Arab because like people don't understand that you can be from different cultures and be Muslim, for example. So like people label me as Arab and people were seeing me as Arab. And so then like, it just kind of, it's just, I kind of became Arab okay. because of how people perceived me because I didn't want to like fight with them, like in order to like be perceived all, like differently. And it reminds me like there's a, near my place, there was a, a Russian store. Well, yeah, a Russian store. And I would go there like through my, like I went there for like years and I speak with them in Russian and like I, I knew them, they knew me like for a long time. And as soon as I started wearing the headscarf, like they, like they switched to a hi, bonjour. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> where's my priviette? I don't want to hear no hi, bonjour. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Who are you talking to? And so like the first time I let it slide and the second time I was like, I was getting annoyed, but I was like, okay, like the headscarf did not change my features. Like you would, like you would see me like every week and now like you weirdly, like I'm, I don't speak Russian anyways. I was like so mad. So the next time they came to me and they were like, like I, when I, well, I entered the store and there's someone there working and they're like, oh, hi. And I'm like, oh, привет. And like, blah, 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 continued in Russian. And they were like so shocked and they were like, oh. And then I, like, I would come, like my mom would come at some point and she would go in, they would like tell, speak to her in Russian. And then I would go in and they would switch to hi. I'm like, no, no, I'm in Russian. I'm like, no, 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 you can continue in Russian with me too. It's fine. <laughs> like, don't, don't switch me to uh, French or English. Like, no, it's okay. And like little things like that, like don't, don't take away my identity. <laughs> But but see, that's something that I feel whenever I, I go abroad, like I, I travel and whatnot, and then I come back to Canada, to Montreal, and then I enter the airport of Montreal, and I hear all the messages in French and English, and I'm like, okay, I'm home. But whenever <laughs> like the, 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 the border agent will be like, bonjour, hi, and I'm like, ah, I'm home, you know, like, okay. <laughs> I write home, you know, I, it, it's yeah. fun. It's fun to be with someone because I don't know for you, but as much as you're fluent in other languages, like for me, I am mostly, I'm a hundred percent more comfortable in French, mm -hmm. French educated. I think in French, I like it's French. Um, and yeah, so no matter how much I can bargain in Arabic, bargain in English, speak in English, even right now, the podcast and whatnot, it would be a hundred more, a hundred times more easier to, to do it in French. In French. Yeah. So whenever someone speaks French to me and I'm like, okay, yo, it's easy. I, I can, I can <laughs> talk to you very easily. That's fun. And that's nice. It's really cool. I don't know. I realized a few years back, actually, that I always think in Russian. I don't even think in French but, or English. But you see, a lot of people say that your um, your first language yeah. is the language that you think of yeah. or that you curse off. But I don't believe that. Really? I don't know. Because I think in English sometimes and I will curse in French or in Arabic or in English. It doesn't matter. It depends what my brains decide. <laughs> however, however... And so yeah, I realize, I realize that with my father as well, um, and even with my mom, because my mom says that she thinks in Arabic, you know? So, what? Yeah, I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> how? How did that? How did that? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I find that, but she curses in Quebecer. Um, no, sometimes she actually gets mad in Arabic for some reason. Anyways. <laughs> But I find that your first language comes out when you have to count. Because my father will count no matter how much. He will start counting in Arabic. My mom will start counting in French. I will start counting in French. I cannot, for the life of me, count in English. I will, oh I will bug. You, you will know stop. what? Okay, so we went into a hiking trip like recently. Yeah. And 
Um, so sometimes when I get tired, I like start going into soldier mode and like I count my, my steps. I was counting in Russian. I was like, Ras, dva, tri, Ras, tri. Because like I was counting in Russian. I cannot, I cannot count for the laugh of, for the, like, okay. Even in other countries, whenever they tell me, okay, this amount of money, mm-hmm. like, let's say, I don't know, 25 and, or like 5.95. I'm like, okay, I cannot say 25, 50, 75. I will bug. Like, it's like my, the math will not follow the language. I have no idea why. So I need to do, okay, 25, 50, 75. And then, yeah. okay, I got it. That's it. I have to do it in French, oh, which always crazy. freaks out, which always freaks out the people because, um, like the girl just spoke to me in English while she's switching, <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah, so always, oh, I don't know why. So I feel like if you want to know what's your first, your true first language is, it's start counting and then you'll know, count money, count something. And then you'll know that I feel that's how, because I think that's in English, crazy. but I cannot count in English. I, I mean, I can But yeah, you're gonna get confused in situations. I, I'm. It's not natural. It's not. I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. So I oh switch it in French. It's like my dad. Like he will start like and do throw up. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, I didn't think of that. Think about it. But it's it. true. Like I count in Russian, but I think in Russian too. I don't think. It. When I was I, gonna say I don't think in Russian about that. I don't speak Russian. You know, like when I'm like I'm just sitting and I'm doing scenarios in my head, yeah, and thinking something. English. It's in in Russian. English. Oh my god. English. Yeah, but that's crazy. I never thought of that because I always thought like the language that you talk, you're you're thinking of, is the language that you're gonna be talking. Sometimes even I'm like I'm thinking of something and I like I have like the perfect Russian sentence. And then I want to say it in French, but like I will like grammatically put it the same way as the Russian sentence. So my that's it why sometimes work. sometimes even like people know well people notice actually sometimes my like the grammar of my the, of my sentences don't make necessarily don't make sense. But, yeah, but honestly, um, I I can realize it when some students talk to me in in French. And I'll be like, okay, you just translated from Spanish, right? Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, I'm like, okay, that you can't say that in French. You have to switch yeah. this. Or like, oh, you, you speak Arabic, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, you switch that. And you don't do that in French, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you can you can notice it when you speak the language. Yeah. When you speak the other language, you automatically know what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really interesting. Yeah. But I find that it's like so beautiful, like having like different cultures, anyways, and like the it's way fun, that I can. But it's also complicated. I find the way I can like switch in between, and like when even like when we went to Europe, for example, like it's not a Russian-speaking country, but like I would see the name, and because we didn't speak the actual language there, and I'm like, okay, there's like 90% chance that this person is Russian. I'm like, like, do you speak Russian, please? <laughs> Like, it's going to be so much easier mm-hmm. to explain or something yeah. like that. And they're just like, people are just nicer when like you come to a different, like you're not from there and like they can relate to you in like certain way. Yeah. I, people are just so much nicer and more like welcoming and warm. It, like it's, I feel like even there's like, you know, there's a stereotype, for example, like people like in Russia, they're not like nice, like they, 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 they're very cold people. But like I don't find them cool. It becomes so warm right away. Like it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah, because you understand the immigration process and everything. Yeah. You know what it's like to live outside of your home country. Yeah. You know. But yeah. So, anyways, let's go back to the, the my story. Okay. Are you didn't finish. So when I st- yeah, but basically all I was gonna say. <laughs> To just cut it short, is that once you like, it's really one. Once I started wearing the headscarf, that I became really more in tune with my Arab side. But then it was what was interesting is that there was like a little identity crisis. But very very early on, I started learning how to juggle between my two cultures, depending mm-hmm. on what was beneficial for me at that moment. So if I need to be Arab, oh, I'm gonna be Arab. You're not, you're gonna think like I'm from there. Like I Arab, just moved. Yeah. yeah. 
But if I need to be Russian, I'm gonna be Russian. Yeah, I will be white. I I, <laughs> I should. I will be the best Jeanette ever. Like no worries about that. Yeah. So and that's like that's what I love the most about being mixed. And I would never like ever want to be different. I would never want to be like a different. Even like different cultures, like thinking about like let's say being half Arab or like half another thing that is Russian, I'm like not really interested in that <laughs> because I love it so much. Like I don't know, it's like. But would you would you want your kids to go through that? They will go through that no matter what. Why? What do you mean why? Because I'm already like the thing is me. What I'm really scared about having kids is that if for example i have a my husband is from another another nationality because even if we say arab i'm moroccan yeah but, but other arabs have like dif it's different right exactly. so even if my ki my kids will probably be ha like moroccan belarusian and something else unless i find a moroccan or a belarusian yeah. but in either way i would need them to be well muslim belarusian muslim because yeah. that's like the most important but at the end of the day i don't really I, what i'm scared of is my kids losing a side side yeah. because i'm like i'm so i'm so belarusian that like if my kids don't have that i will feel something like if they don't have it, I will feel something. But I feel like the Moroccan side is also like such a rich culture, beautiful culture, like with everything that like surrounds it. It's a beautiful country. I would not want my kids to lose that. And on top of that, it's their little link for uh, towards Islam as well because of the language, um, like be able to speak Arabic, even though it's like Darija, but it's it's easier to like if for someone that doesn't speak Arabic at all or someone that speaks Moroccan, it's easier to go to like a more um, traditional Arabic. Mm -hmm. So it's already easier than someone who doesn't speak it, because like my mom, she speaks Darija, but like you can you can hear that Arabic, she doesn't speak Arabic. And for yeah. her like to go like to a traditional Arabic, it's not possible. So, like, I wouldn't See, want that. See, my mom, it's fine. Because she didn't have an in-between, I think. Because our dialect is close, I find. Because when she's, like, I mean, yeah, she speaks Lebanese, but, I mean, she understands songs in Arabic. Mm -hmm. She can understand sometimes the news, mm -hmm. you know? Like, sh she understands it, especially if the words are close. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. My mom, like, she, she, I don't think she would want. She, she wouldn't even want to because she's like, what's the point for me? Like, she, not to learn it, but I mean to understand it just a bit. Yeah, I don't know, but um, so I wouldn't want my kids to lose the Moroccan stuff. Well, like sometimes I'm even scared of like my Arabic is like um, too whitewashed. My, my Arabic is not that fully well. But I listen. But I, I listen at the videos. I listen at the videos and I'm like, okay, I don't sound like this. Like this is like too much, but it's like so funny to listen because like I know that like some of my cousins that live in the US, they do speak like that in Arabic. Like their Arabic is so like very whitewashed. Very whitewashed. Like yeah. they can't like no, but it's so bad but they can't say like or like they can't do those noises. I thought it, I thought you were born with it. No, they. Well, I don't know. Like I don't know what's happening into their household, but like they can't do those those sounds. So like so their Arabic is very very whitewashed. So like it's funny. Like when they play with like Moroccan cousins, oh. their Moroccan cousins, they're like it's so funny listening to them. Like they're trying. Like they're trying really hard to like mix in and play with everyone, but like you can clearly see like someone is not from here. But so yeah, so my kids, I would want to have to have them both. But if, for example, my husband, let's say he's Lebanese, I would want them to also speak Lebanese and have like the Lebanese culture. But then you're asking for too much no. because like the Lebanese and Moroccan can kind of like come together at some point. But then the Russian will be forgotten. No. Be Why? 
because how am I gonna enforce Russian and Moroccan? Like I, I wouldn't be able to, especially like they say that like for kids, for example, you, you would want to, you would want one parent to enforce one language and yeah. the other enforce the other language. So then if my husband, let's say again, he's Lebanese, he will enforce the Lebanese. He was gonna, he will speak Lebanese with the kids, na 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 na, all good. But me then, what do I choose? You choose what's more important to you, and then the other could be from the grandparents. Because let's but say my... then yeah, but then if for example, okay, let's say like I choose the Russian because Arabic, I'm like okay, let's say he doesn't speak Moroccan, it's not it's not so bad. He can learn it. He can learn the 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 traditional one or the Lebanese one, and then he could he will be able to like switch a little bit because he yeah. will still hear it. But so I will enforce the Russian. He goes to my family. My mom is going to speak with my kid in Russian, but then my dad is going to be like offended because no. like why my kid is not speaking Moroccan. Well, he can speak with your kid. In, in my dad Moroccan. was not even speaking to me in a Moroccan. Then I don't know, <laughs> but you'll figure it out. I'm pretty sure it's possible. Yeah. Anyways, it's, that's what I'm scared of with having a husband from like a different culture so but at the same time i don't get along with moroccan men so that's already out of the window and i don't know any of i don't know any um belarusian muslims i feel like every girls like every girl from a country whatever they don't get along with the men of said country yeah because we have it at home because we have it at home (laughs) We know what's uh, what's rotten in that culture. Oh my God! No, I can but, I can say it because obviously, like I see it from like on my my dad, my brother, my cousins, and I'm like, you're not very appealing to me. Like, I like if someone else comes and like this is like Moroccan man, I'm like gonna be like, okay, uh, did you see the man of your culture? Like, who are you talk- talking yeah, to? Yeah, for sure. Like, like I, I am gonna defend. Like, yeah, but at the same time, like because I'm there, I'm like. Mm. <laughs> I don't see myself marrying one of you, sorry. Yeah, but see, I find that, I mean, yeah, we don't, like, we don't like them. Like, let's say <laughs> I I don't get along much with Lebanese men, anyways. Um, because in Lebanon, you, for the men, it's either you have, like, very macho men and, like, like I'm the man and you have to obey me and I, do, I don't do anything, blah, blah, blah. Or you have the very feminine men. That does their brows like queen. And like the, the hair and they wear like skinnier jeans than I wear. And I'm like, bro. So that's like the type of men that we have in uh, Lebanon. So I think that's why I don't necessarily get along with them. But yeah, anyways, um, I feel like growing up with two cultures. Yes, it's rich, but it can also be complicated, I find. Because you never belong anywhere. Yeah. You know, so. Like, you feel out of place with, like, one culture and the other culture. Because and you're not even enough. With, like, yeah. Oh, my God. The feeling of not feeling enough, not being yeah. enough, is so present. Like, forever. Because even, like, when everyone thought that I was, like, 100% Russian and, mm. like, but I knew that I was not. And I felt like there was like something that like I was hiding or something that like I was it's not missing, saying yeah. something that I was like that was missing. Also, like when you like personally when you're mixed, it's very hard to choose like between the two cultures. So like because you don't want to offend your mom, you don't want to offend your dad. Exactly. So you're like like I'm trying to balance both. Like every time, like for example, I would be like really like too to Russian or like I would speak like let's say I would speak in Russian like forever and then let's say my dad comes in like I'm gonna feel bad like not speaking Arabic with him even though like he like almost like he would not speak Arabic with me like he would just well he he would just not speak to me (laughs) no he would speak to me but like it's gonna be like French or Russian or Arabic but then 
he gets mad like when my Arabic is not good. But I'm like, but you never talk to me in Arabic either. Uh. Like you would, you he would say like one sentence and then I would answer like in French or Russian and then he would get mad and then he would stop talking to me and he would be like go away go away like I don't want to have a conversation with you if you can't even like speak decently in Arabic but how am I going to learn to speak decently in Arabic if no one practices with me the reason my Russian is so good is because my parent my mom always speaks in Russian with me yeah so like so it has like it's good and bad and yeah, I don't know. I, me, it's really the not belonging somewhere, you know, so... But do you feel that now? All the time. Really? Yeah, because I'm I'm too white for Lebanese and I'm too Arab for Quebecers. I feel like I, I don't feel like that. I don't feel the same way anymore. Like, I don't feel not like that I don't belong. Because even like when I go to Morocco and even like or Belarus, and if someone mentions something, I'm like like it doesn't like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah for sure 100 percent. i don't care anymore i know that i'm i know that i balance the good from the quebecer values and the good from the lebanese values that's who i am i yeah. know who i know who i am yeah but do i necessarily belong in in one or but the other, I no, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to belong in Me one neither. or the other. I don't care. Because but... I feel like it's such a beautiful thing that we are different. And like, I think I've mentioned it in many like different podcast episodes in the past, but I find difference to be a very beautiful thing. Like, I don't like when everyone looks the same or everyone yeah. is the same or uh, that are very similar. Like, I find there's beauty in differences. So even though like, like I was going to say, even if I go to Morocco and I'm like, I, clearly people can see that I'm not like 100% Moroccan, but I don't care because even though I'm not 100%, I'm still here. Like I've still lived here. I still speak the language. I have the passport. I have, uh, I've been to school here. There's no difference between you and me other than I left at some point and you stayed here. But okay. How? So obviously you're going to be more Moroccan because of that, but it doesn't change. It doesn't make me any less Moroccan. And same thing for Belarus. Like even if I go there and like people are looking weird at me or like seeing that I'm not here or like trying to speak to me in like in English or like trying to make an effort to like as if I didn't speak the language or I didn't belong there. Like, no, I belong here. Like I can speak the same way that you speak. I can be the same way that you are just because like I look different. It doesn't mean that like I am different. It's just like you live here. I live there. And it, it, it is harder for like for me or for you, like for the Arabic side to stay connected with that side because we live in a society that is different from what we are originally. Yeah, where 100%. we're from but it doesn't make us any less of it and i don't I, like growing up i would feel it a lot more but again it's because how people would make me feel it's not really how i would feel because yeah. i myself inside i love being mixed it's like one of my most beautiful thing ever and whoever tries to take away like one of my cultures like one of my identities like they're not in my life anymore because why are you trying to make me more one thing or the other it's just it doesn't work like that okay but how you know like you know people when they come here you know technically if you if you look at uh canada and technically quebec um we know we, we we always want to make the immigrants feel at home mm-hmm. and to integrate themselves you know and become essentially canadian yeah. right how would you address that? No, because I don't feel necessarily that because you were talking about passports and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I don't hold the Lebanese passport. I do have the IDs, mm-hmm. but I don't find the passport being like important. You know, like I don't care. But, you don't care because you have the Canadian passport. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 100%. No, but okay. But there's, but still like whenever I see, Canada on my passport even Montreal I I get this feeling like oh my god okay this is my home you know what I mean but my dad always told me that for him it's Lebanon whenever he lands in Lebanon he feels at home yeah but not for me when I go into Lebanon for me like I'm in a foreign country I'm not at home yeah you know what I mean so 
how do people when they come here and they technically integrate themselves they speak their language they have the passport they have the citizenship you know but and when you talk to them they will tell you oh yeah i'm canadian Mm-hmm. You know, but originally they weren't from Canada. They were from whatever mm-hmm. other place. I feel like they have, they might have identity crisis as well. No. Those that come here and integrate here. Yeah. I don't know because I look, for example, at my dad, yeah. and like, or my mom actually, but my mom a bit less because my mom is very versatile and like even like now that she like she's very much here. But she never lost her roots. Like she knows, like she's not from here, and but the thing is, like even, like for let's say uh, her retirement, like she she wants to buy a house in Morocco or in Belarus to get the peace out from here. Yeah, because she doesn't want to stay here for the winters. Okay. So she want to go like she doesn't care where like, but she she know that she doesn't want to stay here. Yeah, but see, that's a very Quebecer culture, I find because. Ask any like retired Quebecer yeah. person, what do they do for six months during winter? They go to Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, no, no joke. Yeah, Fort yeah. Lauderdale is like little Quebec. Like even Floridians <laughs> know it's crazy. Or like yeah. any other island in the Carib, the the Caribbeans. Yeah. I I don't know, but she she just want to leave because like I think here like it, it's a bit like um, I don't know for the rest of Canada, but here in Quebec I think there's something wrong going on in like the administration. Like no one like no one wants to stay here because like you're paying so much money, but you're getting like nothing in return. Yeah, and like nothing gets fixed, and like my, our that. money goes like into their I don't know their pockets, and I think like as like even. If for Quebecers already it's harsh, but like even for foreigners, like they work their whole life here, and then like they're gonna continue pay taxes like crazy, and like nothing gets fixed, and like it's hard because like you get so taxed so much, but like the cost of life is still huge. And, but I like, find that's like a that. Canadian thing. I don't think that's a Quebecer thing. I think that's a Canadian thing. Yeah, but let okay, yeah, let's just yes. Probably. But I mean, we're still the the most taxed here. Like, we're the province with the higher taxes. Yeah. But, yeah. But that, but that's the thing. Because, like, our, let's say our houses, housing system, the prices of houses are starting to, like, get closer, closer to the Toronto ones. Yeah, but Vancouver is the highest ones. I know, but like, let's say for taxes, we're taxed, like in, our income is taxed, then whatever we purchase is taxed. Yeah, and you have too much taxes. We have like too much taxes. But the thing is, it's not like, let's say, for example, in Scandinavian countries, they're also very much taxed. But you see it. Well, yeah, you well see used. It well yeah, used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, like I had to go to the hospital once. I stayed there for like two days. For like a stupid thing, two days, and I was like in the hospital, and like no one could fix me. And when when it was time to fix me, it took it took them like literally like ten minutes to fix me. So why the hell am I waiting forty eight hours to get to a doctor to like help me out for a ten minute for procedure. a ten minute procedure? procedure yeah. Like it's crazy, like things like that. Or like for example, I needed like a dermatologist, and I I needed an appointment at the dermatologist. They gave me an appointment in like eight months. Yeah, yeah, no, a dermatologist, any specialist will take at least six months. Um, I went to Belarus. I, the first day I arrived, I went to see the doctor. I took an appointment for like two, three days later, and I got it fixed. Got fit, my problem got fixed. Like, um, for example, here, like to go get to see a doctor, like um, for your ears. Um, yeah, an ENT. Yeah, an ENT. Um, my dad just tried to go take an appointment now for for an ENT. And he gave him an appointment in 13 months. 13 months. That's a, a year and one month. Yeah, okay. You go in Morocco. Like last time I went to Morocco. Um, uh, like I wanted to see the doctor. Like I went. Like I, 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 like I, it was a walk-in. Like I walked in. The doctor was there. He checked me. He did whatever he had to do. And I left. The day before I left from Morocco. Like that's. Like, they're taxed, yes, but, like, they do stuff with their money. Like, I feel every country is doing things with their money, like, with the yeah. money that they take. But here, 
you cannot get a service even though you're paying so much tax. Like my paycheck, they take 40% out of my paycheck, but they're not doing, they're not doing 40% of the work. They're taking my money and then I can't even get services when I need it. They're increasing the politician's salary. I swear. But see, like things like that makes, makes people not want to stay here as much yeah. as they, like if they can leave, they, they will leave because why would I stay here? But not, that's not the point of this subject. But my dad, for example, on my dad at first, he was like all about Morocco, 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 Morocco is the best, Morocco is this, Morocco is this, look at your cousins in Morocco, Morocco, Morocco. I was so sick and tired of hearing about Morocco. Like Morocco is not that good, la. calm down, okay? Like, why are you comparing me to Moroccans? Why are we talking about Morocco every day? Like, calm down. But then he started going like, um, as, uh, every time the, he would go to Morocco, he would come back a bit less uh, hot for Morocco. <laughs> and then now, like he's, he's still Moroccan, like he still speaks Moroccan, like he loves Morocco, but he can't live there anymore. And even going there on vacation, my mom wants to send him for like a month, for example, to Morocco. He's like, what am I going to do there for a month? Like my life mm -hmm. is not there anymore. Well, my dad still like, loves going there, but I don't think he would go and live there, especially right now with the my, my dad would crisis. not go live there. Like he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. First of all, he's attached to like his little space, like his the house. Like he 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 likes the house. Like he even if we tell him like to sell the house and like get something else, he would be like no, like no. I'm so like that too. I get to attached. That. Yeah. To his little space but then on top of that like just like culture wise it's different there like my dad my, my dad doesn't even want to drive anymore in Morocco he's like those are they're crazy like I drive in Morocco and my dad doesn't drive in Morocco like things like that that makes it like he doesn't he doesn't feel the connection anymore that much he has a connection with his family like he goes there to see his family but then after like one week two weeks he's like you know, like, what am I supposed to do here? Like, I, I don't belong here. Like, their life is different from our life. Yeah. The Their habits and the way that they do their things is different. I find it so crazy how, like, immigrant parents, they came here or in the United States, you know, like, in the hopes for their kids to have a better life. And now the kids are trying to find a way to get out to a better country yeah you know and unfortunately the better countries are what back in the east like the gulf country yeah but i have like a, an opinion about that so like okay i would not try just to jordan there. just jordan by the yeah. way their money yeah their money is so expensive you don't understand okay their starbucks is like the double in canadian if you pay, like when you pay, it's like four something dinar. If you switch Trans it to, yeah, if you convert it to Canadian, it's like you paid $16 for the same. Oh my God. Yeah. It is so expensive. I was like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought you were like Lebanon. I thought you were a falling country. What is Jordan this? is not a falling country. Well, I just found out about that. <laughs> I just found, found, found out about it just now. Yeah. It's a kingdom, I know, but yeah. still, I thought it was like, you know, <laughs> no, it's actually like a very good, if you go to Kuwait, same thing. Yeah, but those are the rich countries. Yeah, but you go there, you make money, they don't have any income taxes. Yeah. You, they don't, you don't get taxed on your income. But they're, they're, they do get taxed at some, not some point, but come, there is a way for them to take the money because... Or else, how are they paying for everything? For the infrastructures, the yeah, the for thing. sure, for sure. There's but I mean, way. yeah, but I don't know how. Maybe exactly, the individuals but... are not paying, but like businesses probably are paying double or something like that, which I don't oh. care about that because you're a let business. Them like, pay. yeah, let them pay. It's better them than me. <laughs> but I which don't is know crazy exactly. because here, like companies pay like barely nothing. Compared I know to, because like, they put everything in the yeah. spending. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
to avoid taxes. Don't worry. I know I know tax invasion and whatever invading <laughs> whatever thing. Yo, sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like thinking like how can I create like um more spending not not more spending but you know like uh, rich people that send their money into like countries like switzerland and like Bad, yeah. yeah but i don't know what is it in in english but yeah people that are sending their money in like countries that th- don't have taxes i'm like how can an I do offshore that? account yeah an offshore account like how can i have an offshore account <laughs> that is very illegal <laughs> i know but i would love to know like it's so interesting mm-hmm. For curiosity purposes. For, yeah, for curiosity purposes. <laughs> I am not planning on doing that. But, you know. <laughs> like, um, I think it's it would be better. Yeah, I wish. Honestly, we get taxed so much. But anyways, uh, enough about taxes. Let's talk about identity crisis. <laughs> Is that, I feel like you should just be okay with who you are, right? But it's okay. Okay, thank you so much for the advice. No, <laughs> me and my helpful advice. Never come for me for advice. <laughs> Not only I will encourage you in the wrong decisions, I won't have good advice. Um, but I will listen to you. Uh, um, no, you're not gonna listen to anyone before you actually try it in your way and then you see no not listen to the person complaining okay i don't listen to anyone yeah i will ask for <laughs> advice and i'll be like hmm i'm still gonna do what i'm gonna do but and then i'll be like oh yeah i should have you know. yeah exactly <laughs> but no the thing is i think you just have to the way to accept your cultures is really the way that you did it is the best way it's like seeing the, the good in each and trying to incorporate that into your life and it's into the way that you're you see life yeah n- the way you live your life yeah and then you know whether religion or not yeah and then eventually at some point because it can happen at any time re- really like i have i have an identity crisis every time like i meet someone me too and i'm like what do i say do i say i'm lebanese or do i say i'm half lebanese half more Sometimes I don't feel like bothered, like, I don't feel like telling the whole thing, you know, because everybody's like, oh, really, you're half, half, oh my god, they're going to start asking, like, questions, no, and I'm like, I don't want to go through that, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm this, sometimes if I want to spice things up, I just say, yeah, I'm fully white, and they're like, (laughs) and you speak Arabic, and you're Muslim, what is this, (laughs) what is this sorcery, (laughs) it's all school, (laughs) but yeah, you know, like, I don't know, but yeah, just, I don't know. It's really, that's the best way I think it is. And also like, just to realize that it can happen at any given time in your life. It's never something sad because like you grow and you discover like new things and you get, um, you, sometimes you immerse yourself in different cultures that are very different from everything that you know and that also you can incorporate things from that culture yeah into your life you know so the the thing is like you just have to be comfortable like whatever you're at peace with mm-hmm. in, like as an individual and really like to um, turn out the shatter from the uh, outside world world because everyone is going to try to give you and uh, put an etiquette on you and put a, um, a la- they're going to label you something no matter what it is and the point is to go against it and really try to figure out who you are against all the labels that are people are trying to put because at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you don't fit in one culture in two cultures because you have to realize that being already mixed or being from a different country living in the west it's already such a um, advantage to you you're already so different and you have something that they don't have yeah like you have assets that they don't you see the world differently that that everyone around you mm-hmm. you're in don't. contact with different people so it's good for you it's good for your brain you see different ways of thinking you hear different uh, languages you see different colors it's just 
I don't know. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And like, um, really like never lose sight of your roots. Yeah. A lot of people try to erase their own roots to fit into another. But you, Don't do, do you that. realize there's like, there's like some white people in this world. Okay. When you ask them where they're from, they're going to be like, um, one quarter of Italian, one quarter Spanish, one like, quarter no, Icelander, honey. like, because they want to create that diversity within themselves and you have it, you were born with it. You have yeah. the chance to have parents that are from outside of this world or, uh, this world. Oh my God. I have <laughs> alien parents. No, well, if you think about it, Adam and Eve's kids their parents are truly out of this world yeah because they were created in heaven yeah so anyways you have this <laughs> you have parents that come from different nationalities and it is a beautiful thing and take full advantage of that like me i remember like uh, my my favorite thing when i was growing up well not growing up but generally like even to this day it's like when i go out with my parents and like i can like the, everyone speaks French or English and I'm here sitting with my mom speaking in like Russian or with my dad speaking Arabic. And it's so funny because the other day I was like um, at the, um, at, uh, at a store trying clothes and I'm like WhatsApping my mom, like uh, on video chatting with my mom so she, I can show her whatever I'm mm -hmm. wearing and we're speaking Russian. And like right next to me, there's like another lady that was speaking with her husband or boyfriend or whatever in Russian as well. And I'm like, and the thing is because they don't see me, like they don't like they, they're just hearing me. They don't see me. So I'm like, if I come out of here, like they're going to be like so flabbergasted because like, who is this? Like speaking Russian, wearing the headscarf. And it's really, it's really nice. I really like it. Also, when you start working and you have to like put your CV, like I was, I felt like a bomb. Like when I had to write languages that I speak and I speak like French, English, Russian, uh, Arabic. And then like I added Spanish at some point because like I was speaking Spanish. Like that's like the most beautiful thing ever. I'm looking at this line and I'm like, this is all worth it just for this little line of like language yeah. spoken and well, spoken written. language and written. So it is a view. It, it, it is an asset for you. So like tr stay connected to it no matter what, no matter what ev anyone says, like let, let the information go in one ear, come out of the other ear and continue living your best life. Just have your mental breakdown and get up and continue yeah. your life. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I? You're I don't you. know who I am. What a beautiful advice. Be you. And then you talk about me. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> this is cringe. Stop. <laughs> It's like the live, live, laugh, love era thing. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> How can I live, laugh, laugh in those conditions? Oh, I don't know. You don't know that sound. Huh? You don't know that sound. You and your for you page stuck in 2020. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, are we going to talk about this on every podcast episode? <laughs> Anyways. Um... Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this um, episode and uh, we'll see you all in the next one. Yes, bye. Bye.